0: Radio influence.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with...
2: Rainy Val and...
1: Oh, it's raining there. Sunny beans.
2: Ugh. Rainy sunny.
1: Rainy sunny. It's beautiful here. Finally. We've had rain for two straight weeks, so I'm good. Mmm. Um... We have stuff to talk about today. We have also an interview with um, Melody, who started an organization called Clean Elections USA. It's about to come up in a second. Um, She's going to tell us what this idea, like how she started this whole thing. It's pretty cool. I don't want to give away the the gist of it before the interview, but we'll bring her on in and then we'll, depending on how long the interview goes, we'll talk about some stuff afterwards and uh, it'll be a good Monday Monday show. Tremendous. All right. So. Without further ado, here is Melody. So we are here with Melody Jennings. That's correct, right? Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning. Um, You started an organization called Clean Elections USA, right? And this is something really cool. I'm not even going to say anything about it. I'm going to give you the ball and then we'll just interject as we uh, have questions about stuff.
3: Cool. Very cool. So, yes, we are Clean Elections USA. Uh started out as the Dropbox initiative. I really just had in my heart to do something. I was so tired of sitting on the sidelines, like I know a lot of Americans are, just watching our nation fall apart and said, what, what can we do just as normal everyday citizens? And I said, you know what? These Dropboxes uh, need to go. They just need to go. So we can't make them leave, but we certainly can put eyes on them. And so I just, I came up with this plan and said, 10 people in shifts around the clock. however, however long the boxes are outside, uh, put people there, put eyes on. And what we're doing is lawful. We're going to be standing around these boxes at the right distance. There will be no electioneering, no voter suppression. We're just going to be watching. And I know that you know if you watched 2000 mules, we saw a lot of people walking up to these boxes, especially in the middle of the night. Uh, And there wasn't anyone there. So they just had free reign. They could just shove as many as they wanted to. Or we had people circling back over and over and over to the same box. And still, most of these boxes were not being watched by anyone. Uh, And I think when we put 10 strategic people there with video cameras on, uh, with their phones on, uh, and just being there. First of all, a mule, a person who's wanting to come up and shove a bunch of ballots into that box, they're going to say, no, go to the next one. And hopefully they'll find 10 more people. Right. And so our goal is to be a deterrent so that it doesn't they don't even have the opportunity to put those ballots into the box.
1: So fantastic idea. You're just a normal everyday person looking around saying, all right, well, everyone's talking about this stuff. But what do I do? Because that's a common problem. People are like, oh, this is great that we know all this stuff, but nothing's happening. But now. You can literally go to your website, sign up, and you guys have a whole organization to staff people to do that very thing. And the other thing is we weren't able to get the video footage of any of these Dropboxes because they wouldn't release it or they made you pay for it. That happened to us in Georgia. We were trying to get some uh, video from Dropboxes in Georgia, and they like wanted us to pay like $30,000 or something for it.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly be free to the people, but, but in other States as well, the videotape just vanished or, oh yeah, we lost that. Or, oh, it got erased or yeah, no, you got to climb through so much uh, bureaucracy to get to that. And we're still not going to release it. I mean, how much hasn't been, you know, viewable or released in Arizona or even what has been uh, given to Arizona and they've sat on it and done nothing with it. So we can't rely on what the States say. Oh sure. There's a camera. Don't sit back on your laurels and say, oh, they got it covered. They don't. And we, the people, are angry about it. So we are going to be the eyes on. We will have our own video. We will have it on phones. We're going to be using Votify Now, uh, the app, uh, being able to real time send information in that we see in the moment. But ultimately, and, and that will work. I mean, there will still be these mules that do come up and say, you know, I don't care that there's 10 people standing here. I'm going to do this anyway. Well, you know, we can't go gag them. We can't stop them. We can't do anything about it. However, we will have 10 people with video and these people are not going to want to be doxxed. So that's the goal.
2: Hey, Melody, oh, how do you choose the the locations that you are going to be staking out? And um, as we saw in 2020 with all of the all of the, the pushback with just regular old bipartisan poll watching, um, how do you, how do you plan on whether or not you know, if somebody says, hey, there's 10 people watching this drop box, a goon squad shows up. Um, h- how do you how do you plan on on facing that? Because you know that there, there's going to be a, some kind of uh, pushback.
3: Right. Absolutely. And, and here's kind of, you know, as I was thinking through this, thinking, you know, they don't want uh, to be found out that they're doing this. So, you know, you think about someone coming up to a box, they're not going to bring a, Antifa type warfare up to that box because then they're just announcing that they're stealing. Right. So most of them are trying to do it sly and on the sly in the dark of night. Uh, So if they, if they're going to bring a a goon squad, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to do anything to them or with them. We can't. However, we will be reporting the whole thing. If they're that stupid, I'll just say that if they're that stupid enough to come up with a goon squad, as you say, and basically telegraph that they're stealing the election. Well, that's going to go viral. I sent I sent one uh, post uh, about a lady receiving two ballots in the mailbox and it went viral in two hours and it went all the way up to the, the chain of command over the state that I sent it in. It made it all the way up to uh, the Senate, to be honest. So we can push these if that's just me. And if, if they're going to be that stupid, then they're going to get found out and we're going to run it up the chain. We, the people are going to run it up the chain and we're going to catch them. So,
2: so so, so as far as locations go, are you, are you just, are you just trying to concentrate and spread out all your resources in the most hotbed locations? And is any of that based on the work done by Greg Phillips?
3: Absolutely. It is. We are definitely targeting the boxes that are standing out there alone. My people in states across the the nation are mapping out where are the boxes that are most vulnerable, uh, which are the ones that uh, we need to cover first and then work out from there. Uh, Some of these states have gone all indoors. You know, I don't love it, but we can't watch those. So the ones that are outdoors, that's where we're manning people first. And absolutely, uh, the work of Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht is definitely helping us know uh, where to target our resources. How how many people do you need? You know, if you think about, uh, and we're really breaking it down by, by zip code, by county, by state. So if we just little bite-sized pieces, we can make it happen. Um, but I need I need people across every state and, and that has the Dropboxes. Primarily, I'd love, love to have Michigan come online stronger and Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Washington State. Those are the states I really need to step up and answer the call. So people go to the website, they sign
1: up. You reach out to them to train, to organize. How does the the process work?
3: Yes. So go in there. You will click through that. You'll find a process. We'll we'll kind of, we have a a great system now where we're not going to let bots in. We're going to vet you. We're going to make sure, you know, that we can put a a, a name and a face with you, or at least, you know, make sure that you're legit. And then, yeah, we're going to pull you into your state group. We have, we are uh, connected by states and those states are individually working on their personal laws and what's required, where their boxes are. They're strategizing. Uh, they are grouping up. And uh, yeah, so it's by state. And I love it. They're so collaborative. People are ready to go. And, and
1: you're looking at weeks of this, right? Because early voting starts. So you've got to be out there then, correct?
3: Absolutely. We're going to be ready to go. The, the goal is to be ready to go for the entire time. We'd like to get some people out there during the primaries as well, but that's going to be our dry run. Uh, But for sure, by midterms, um, when those boxes drop, we want to be ready to go. Is there going to be education for folks who may
1: encounter law enforcement or some pushback from election and election officials about what they can say, what their rights are and if there's any, you know, strategy to get around
3: any of that? Yes, absolutely. And we are we are making sure that we know what all the laws are across each state to make sure that we are in compliance with those laws. Uh, but yeah, we are absolutely talking about that dynamically in our groups, um, to make sure that everyone does abide by the law, um, and how to deal with it if they are confronted for sure. And I, can I just say one more thing too, uh, you know, this whole thing is incredible and we are really fighting, you know, as we've said about a hundred different battles, right. Uh, for our country, but really it's two, there are two battles. One is we've got to get active. And the other one is the spiritual side of this. And, you know, if I could just say across America until, you know, we can sit here and we can battle, we can do, and we need to, I need everyone. We all need everyone to get active. Um, But until we also get on our knees and pray, this isn't going to do us any good because until we become a nation under God, again, uh, we're going to be fighting against these, these fronts all day long, every day. And it's going to do us no good. You know, Frank and I just had this conversation last week, right, Frank?
2: Yes.
1: Literally, basically just that same thing. Um we indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the website is cleanelectionsusa.com, correct? Dot org. .org.
3: Dot uh, com will get you there too in case you mess it up, but dot org is the like, site. That's fine. And it's 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 really,
1: you know, you get a lot of information. You can click to join. Um, I'm super excited to see how this is. I mean, if you don't know what to do with yourself and you're angry, all you need to do is, and, and th- can you explain real quick before I jump to this one that I, I had the next question I had, mm-hmm. explain the app and how, and how that's going to work and, you know, how you're going to get almost immediate action. If there is something that goes wrong.
3: Are you talking about Votify now? Yep. Got so I am still learning about the app as well. I'm not the creator of that. The, the person who created it is brilliant. Uh, I know that Greg and uh, Catherine are really encouraging everyone to use that as well. Um, get it on your phone. You sh- From what I understand, you're going to be able to just immediately report things. And uh, I believe there's going to be, and I'm, I might find out that this is incorrect, but I believe there's going to be where we can have eyes on, uh, in the moment, reporting uh, either through this app or through uh, protectamerica.vote that Greg and Catherine are putting together. We're going to use all of it in tandem together. Um, so it, it doesn't replace that we want people around the boxes because that's the deterrent piece. But the Votify Now and the protect, protectamerica.vote that's going to be dropping uh, will be what we can also do when something does happen and we do need to report something. So, so all- v-
1: Votify Now is an app. You can get it on the App Store. Um- And basically what it is, is real time reporting of voter irregularities. So if you're at the poll and you get, you know, something happens with the machine or you can't vote or you get a few mail in ballots or something weird goes on, you can report it through this app and it routes that, quote, ticket to where it needs to go so that the people in those states can take action on the instance immediately rather than later on in, you know, weeks and months later.
3: Absolutely. it's Brilliant. Yeah.
1: So, can you upload video to that? So, if somebody's video, video taking video, can they upload their video
3: to that as it happens? Tracy, you probably know more about it than I do. To be honest, (laughs) (laughs) still learning it myself, but I hope so. That would be incredible.
1: Yeah. So, Frank, any questions for Melody?
2: No, I think I got the most important ones that I thought um, that I really wanted to hear uh, answered out uh, at the get go. I mean, it's it's a it's a amazing concept, and it's just it's just more of what we need from average citizens because with 2020 showed us anything is that there are tens of thousands of people who do not like that others are getting interested in the, uh, the process of elections and, and, uh, representative government. They, it's like, it was like their own little play pen. They don't want anybody coming on in. So, uh, the more an alternative presence is felt, the more that, uh, this is going to, be beneficial for everybody.
3: Absolutely. Can I add this? I, I thought this was so cool. Uh, on True Social, somebody jumped on and said, hey, Trump or Mel, that's my handle, at Trump or Mel uh, on True Social. Uh, hey, so sorry that I haven't signed up with your group, uh, but I just wanted to let you know, I wanted to report in that me and a bunch of guys decided to just go watch a box here in California. And so we went and played Hold'em all night out by a box. And I just wanted to report in and let you know that we did that. And I said, you know, that's brilliant. You know, you don't have to be great. He said, we were just, we were encouraged by what you said. And so we just went and did it. I, I believe that's going to happen as well. I mean, a lot of people are going to come in through this gate with me and this organization, but if you don't just go do it. <laughs> yeah, I know it. it's great to have the organization
1: and the training and the know-how and, and all of that and the camaraderie and, and, you know, being a part of something too many times. I've seen these, like some of these initiatives, they get, There's no real way to corrupt this, which is the best part of it, in my opinion, because all you need to do is go there
3: and stand there. You want to have
1: 10 people at each one all the time. Is that what the goal is?
3: I do for a safety factor. I don't want any women standing out there by themselves. I don't want two people standing out there by themselves, especially after dark, Uh, you know, and also you're not really a deterrent with two or three people. You know, 10 people is going to be a dynamic deterrent that that's going to be harder for someone to say, yeah, I'm fine walking up in that in that crowd. So that's, that's kind of the goal.
1: Got to hit up the local GOPs in each county where there's these drop boxes and see if the, their folks will volunteer.
2: Oh, here's my here's another question. When do you guys start taking the, the cameras out when you see somebody coming up with a because, you know, it's not out of it's not out of the, the realm of possibility that a person will show up to a drop box with uh, two or three ballots, maybe them, their wife, a cousin. But is it, is it that you're looking out for repeat visits? Are you looking out for a stack that is obviously more than five or so? Uh, what, what What is a, a trigger for starting to document an exchange? Because, I mean, you know, there I, if, if you just videotape everybody, that, that might become a problem, too.
3: Well, actually, it's not. There's We haven't found any laws anywhere that says that we can't video. I want to have video going the whole time, not to dox anyone and not to point anyone out. Here's, here's the reasons behind that. Number one, if there's any accusations that come against our people, we'll have someone who will have video of the whole encounter so that they can't do like what they did to Rittenhouse and, and try to pull out a little piece of video. That's for our protection and for our safety, number one. Number two, uh, just having video out and going. I mean, we're not trying to be like, hey, I've got the, you know, I'm videoing you right now. We're not trying to throw it in people's faces, but having that there. Uh, you know, yeah, some states you can take five. California, you can take hundreds and it's legal. So, you know, we we really can't do anything with that. But if we just have it going all the time, we can't be told that we were being racist or we were being, uh, you know, on gotcha. person. It's just, we just got it going the whole time. And that way it's fair.
1: Real quick before we end, can you tell everyone what your background is?
3: Yeah, absolutely. My background is... Mostly I, I'm a minister and I'm a a counselor. I, I, I help people with, um, psychological warfare relationships. I mean, most of what I've dealt with is uh, mentally abusive relationships. And to me, this is just one great big giant mental, mentally abusive situation that's happening to our country. So it's really no different. It's critical thinking. It's learning about, uh, what's happening, um, on that level. And, and it's using the same tools to help any woman or any child or any man out of an abusive relationship. So that's kind of what I really do <laughs> for the most part. And I just saw this the same patterns and said, Hey, I can help. That's so pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So the, again, the website is uh,
1: cleanelectionsusa.org. It'll be linked down in the show notes. You can follow, um, you can follow at what do you guys have a, 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 an official account for the actual organization yet, or just you on uh, Truth?
3: Just me on True Social at Trumper Mel. Um, I don't have a, a True Social account for the organization, just the website itself. And yeah, come see me at True Social.
1: Yeah, go see her over on Truth at Trumper Mel. And you'll see she's just posting away. And uh, <laughs> it's awesome. So well, thank, thank you, Mel. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate being on. Have a fantastic day as well so that was awesome yes it was so that's that's like the most awesome thing somebody's actually taking initiative to do something like that
2: yeah those yeah that's those are the the news stories that I'm always on the lookout for these days because I think it's the most um the most effective and most inspirational and yeah definitely the most effective
1: yeah and you know she just put this whole thing together like I was on a call with her a couple I don't know I guess a month or two ago now where they were just getting everything organized. And I was like, this is really exciting. Like I was excited about it. That's when, you know, you have something good because it's so grassroots. And there are so many people out there like, what do we do? What do I do? I want to do something. I want to do something. Well, here you go. Right there. Pull up a bucket, sit down on it, have a card game with uh, five of your friends from your area and watch those damn drop boxes all night long. There you I go.
2: would love to have a card game and a cigar.
1: Yeah. No one's stopping so. you. Public streets.
2: We'll so. see. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how how it's going to um, be received, because, yeah, there is that, that whole that whole uh, balancing aspect of, well, if you, if you show up, if you show up to, to fight these people off here, it's pretty much an admission of of you're doing something. But not necessarily. I mean, uh, we just know that these are, I mean, liberals in general if they if they see something that is being orchestrated by people other than themselves if they see that it's a a group of non-progressives that just want to are out there beating the drum of election integrity then i mean they they would they don't have to show up and admit that they did something wrong they just have to show up and say you're intimidating voters or something like that yeah so I, i'm just interested to see what happens when the going gets tough because what when, when is that really going to pick up around the end of August, September that the all the mail in start?
1: I think so. I think um, I, every state has different rules about like when their early voting starts and when they can drop uh, drop ballots off. So depending on what covid variant comes in, whatever the midterm variant is, we'll know when things will get started. Yeah. So, um, hey, I've got some. Let's move to something. This this really impacted me quite a bit. There's a woman in uh, I think where it was it. It was in I'm not sure what state this was. I think it was Minnesota. I, I don't quote me, but this woman was in her apartment building. Her neighbor was like blasting loud music all the time or whatever. And I guess he went crazy. And he what he started doing was shooting through the apartment. So her and her kids like hit the floor because gun fly, gunshots are like flying through her apartment, hitting everywhere. The police get there. They have to like rescue this mom and her two kids out of the apartment um, while this guy is like shooting everywhere. And there's a six hour standoff with the guy who happens to be uh, black and he gets killed in, in this altercation with police. Right. Yeah. Black Lives Matter show up to protest outside of this apartment. The death of this man by police. Okay. But the, uh-huh. the woman who is the victim can't even get into her house to get her stuff. And she gets into a confrontation with the BLM protesters about the fact that they weren't there to support this guy with his mental health when he needed it. They weren't there to support him when he was alive. But yet they the last line, she says, is just the kicker. She basically says, you're here celebrating the life of the man who tried to kill me and my kids.
2: Yeah. Well, I saw some of this. I saw some of the, the, the eulogizing that was going on on the Internet, how he was just such an angelic, good friend and all this stuff. And maybe perhaps before his breakdown, maybe perhaps before whatever sent him into a, a shoot, a, you know, this 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 um, firefighting mentality. I don't know. I mean, he he turned murderous along the way. That's not very angelic, but it just doesn't matter.
1: No, it's crazy. Like, and these people, like, what are they? First of all, I think she's, um, she's a uh, Hispanic. Um, oh, good. At not, least she
2: has that going for her.
1: Yeah. Not that it matters. It shouldn't matter anyway. If she was like, cause most, a lot of the people there are white, like quite a few of the protesters are white anyway. Um, and then she's there and she's like, my black baby is sitting in the back of my car as this one girl tries to like hit her. Um, Let's listen to some of this because it is it is something. The guy, the guy who, the guy who did this is named Tech Techley Sundberg. Um, here, here's video of it. We we can listen to it here. Because you guys are
0: celebrating his life. It was a terror. I'm sure it was this a terror. It's not okay. It's not
2: okay. You're lying. You not Shut okay.
0: up. It's Just let it go. Breath in silence. This is not okay. This is not a George Floyd
2: situation. George Floyd was un-
0: unarmed! He was unarmed. You're alive. This is not
1: okay. You hear the people screaming. You're alive.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. And what does that mean?
1: What does like, that mean? By the grace of God, as a bull- bullet was past her head into her kitchen freaking pillar that she was standing next to. And,
2: and she's and she's encountering white, white liberals, right?
1: A lot of them are. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Those are the ones screaming you're alive.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's a bunch of clips on this that I wanted to play because I think this is so this woman is so right in her. She's so virtuous in her in her protest right now. Like even they don't really know how to respond to her. Here.
0: My kids have to deal with this and probably have a mental illness now because they almost lost their life. There's bullet holes in my kitchen Not because it's
1: is there i think and the brother is now yelling at her saying like how dare you say that blah 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 and she's like i lived here no one ever came to check on him that's what yeah
2: the, well, the, yeah listen it's it's this is just what they wait for something for them to adopt as their own they wait for something to, to adopt as a reason to be mad they it, it, they don't they don't care about it we're not you're not dealing with people that are they're all all there everybody's everybody's broken Everybody's been their Their minds have been fractured and compartmentalized. You get triggered into one personality or the other. And like the only reason why she's having an easy time and as easy a time with this crowd as she's having is because, A, she's not white and B, she's completely right.
1: Yeah. And they know it. You can't not know it.
2: Yeah. I've got 100 percent.
1: Here's here's this second one really is the one that got me, because this is where one of the leaders of the protest puts her hands on this woman and the woman just pushes her off and says, don't touch!" like it is. It is. I would be this righteously indignant also if this were me and like somebody had tried to kill me and then was killed by the police. And there was a horde of people outside of my house while I was trying to get my stuff so I can take my kids somewhere safe.
2: They're not people. That, I'm right. Telling you they're not people. They're automatons. This here, because people would a a person would be discerning. They'd be able to see this and understand all the factors and what it what it what it uh, what it results in.
1: They've raised like over fifteen thousand dollars for this kid's family. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this woman has no place to live. Her kids are traumatized. They spent an hour like crawling around on the floor of their apartment wondering where the next bullet was going to come from. And they're mad that the cops ended up killing this guy when this woman is saying they took their time on this one. Once they got us out, they tried everything to get him to come out of this apartment without, you know, harming him. And he just wouldn't do it. And he had a a boatload of weapons inside and they were shooting indiscriminately and snipers had to take him out. I mean, what are you going to do at that point? You can't just let this guy keep firing bullets in a neighborhood here. No,
0: no, no. No, you wouldn't. Not like this. No, the fuck you wouldn't. Have. No, you wouldn't. But you wouldn't even know the story. You wouldn't even know the story. You guys did not check on that man. He's sat in that apartment. Can I please? Why did they care when he was here? I can, you please, you please, can you please? Can yeah. you please, please, yeah.
2: please? Yeah. Can you please calm can down? Can you please calm down and that? let me tell you why, okay. why we're right?
0: Hold on. (laughs) He played loud music every day to cope with his mindset. There's bullet, there's casings in the hallway. The shot went through my door to the pillar to the kitchen. I was cooking food for my kids. He shouldn't, know. it doesn't matter. He shouldn't have been that. Y'all should have came and helped him when he was alive. Now I can't get my shit. Celebrate a
1: man's life, to kill him. that's it right there my kids have to watch you celebrate a man's life who tried to kill them
2: yeah oh we've seen it i mean it's it's on display for the whole country because it's either you're the one that was in the crossfire or you can extrapolate that out to your own personal life and know that if this does happen to you this is the, the this is what the treatment you're going to get too especially if you're one skin color or another you know exactly how you're going to be treated and you know how exactly the reality is going to be ignored it's just it's just what it is so she's right and of course she lived it and everybody else thousands of miles away looking at this understands that in a society gripped by this kind of feral behavior is um it's it's just not it doesn't bode well for any of us
1: underneath and, everybody talking about gun control and crap. Like, come
2: on. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And it also goes to show that it, it doesn't it doesn't. I mean, you, you need to have a lot more than just a shotgun at home.
1: I When you've got your neighbor packing like that guy was. Yeah.
2: Oh, when I when I see some of the stuff uh, being captured in in Chicago, um, you know, the people, the people who don't don't care about the gun control laws that are have to have these like fully automatic weapons sometimes and they are just so armed to the teeth she- i started laughing to myself thinking about you know it's good to have a shotgun for home protection not only do you need to practice vigorously with that weapon but you're so outclassed from the 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 gangster class in the in the uh, the, the society that does not care about the laws to begin with so it's just um there's a, there's so many lessons in every last one of these tragedies.
1: She was saying something really poignant at the beginning, too. I don't know if anybody caught it. She said, I'm licensed to carry. If I would have been the one who did this and killed him, would you still be here? Would you would I be a suspect then? Would you be protesting against me if I had yes. defended myself and killed him?
2: Of course. Absolutely. Because because they, you're not talking to whole people. They're not complete people. They are out there blinded by by political ideology and what they have been they've been groomed to think in any of these situations, the hierarchy of things. If you have um, if you are licensed to carry and you have this nut job, nut job invading your space violently and you shoot him dead, they will they will pivot to the position that you didn't have to kill him, just I- disable him, shoot his legs.
1: See, I disagree shoot That's the best one. I disagree with you on that. I don't think they'd be there.
2: Because it wasn't a cop.
1: It wasn't a cop. They don't ever like, did you see what happened in that nightclub in Atlanta? They're not protesting there. There was a massive shootout in this nightclub in Atlanta. And it was it was all one group of people. We'll just say that it was basically there. I did not see one white person there. We'll say that. And nobody's out there protesting this this massive shootout and the innocent loss of lives between, you know, the groups that were fighting each other with guns nobody's out there BLM's not out there saying black lives matter because it was black on black crime so why would they it's right. only okay when it's a, it's the police that step in to you know and, and not to say that there's never a time where people look i've spent a lot of time over the past couple of weeks watching police interrogation videos have you ever seen any of those yeah so every single video that I've watched the police have done something wrong in these interrogations, right? Most of the time, the person's guilty. Let's just say that they are guilty of the crime that they're accused of committing. That they're being questioned about. But the second you ask for a lawyer, they're supposed to stop that interview and get you an attorney. They never do it. They pressure you into keeping talking with them. They, they don't read you your rights again. And none of that stuff ever makes it, you know, no attorney ever successfully throws out a confession Because of that, even though they're blatantly breaking the law, the only one I've ever seen that they've actually listened to that was um, an attorney from Florida was she was schizophrenic and bipolar and she had been diagnosed a few years earlier and she was having like a really hard time. Like when you watch her interview, you can tell she's very she's struggling and she mowed her car into a bunch of people in Orlando, I think it was, and they didn't die but she's in there being questioned by the police and she keeps saying, I would like my attorney and they say, okay. And they stop. And then she's like, no, 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 no. Like she's just a mess. But they at least stopped and reread her, her rights again so that everything was on the net, na- the straight and narrow. Most of these, most cops don't do that. So I'm not saying that all cops are good and that cops should be just blank. At least I'm just saying there are very few instances of police brutality or violence that are not warranted in some way. Like, Cops aren't just indiscriminately shooting at people for no reason. Right. And they all have body camera footage and they all have dash cam footage. And yes, there are, there are cops who do the wrong thing, but you don't see black lives matter protesting actual violence between black people, which is where they should be focusing their time.
2: It's uh yeah, it's, it's a, it's a sad situation. So perhaps I guess you're, you're right. when you say that, um, there's a big difference between a person defending themselves and when a cop is involved, because automatically the um, the stance is that the cop shouldn't have been there or the cop used excessive force. Yep. Um, but, you know, and sure. I never understood that if, if, if somebody needs to be put down, if somebody needs to be put there, they are out of their minds, they're violent. They've already killed people. If it's in a situation like that, I don't care how many bullets they put in, put into a person. I mean, you, you you make sure they never stand up again. They're done. Their time on the earth is done. So you're like, oh, well, they he put he put 17 shots into them. Well, I mean, the first couple of shots did the job, but you're just making sure they never get up again.
1: Yeah, when you are in, in danger, I mean.
2: Yeah, I, I never understood that, especially when it's a, it's a confirmed psychopath that needs to be neutralized.
1: And I and don't care the shoot the legs thing. I, ne- I just that just, that always just gets me. That,
2: that that's just people people who are just so completely disconnected. They have no clue what they're asking for. They don't know what that means. They don't know. um, They never shot a gun, obviously. Mm. Um, Yeah.
1: So this next thing is pretty. This is great, by the way. This I love. Um, You remember weeks and weeks ago when Texas said they were sending the buses to D.C.? Yeah. So Muriel Bowser was on uh, Face the Nation yesterday. She's not very happy about it, Frank.
2: Why are things not going well? (laughs)
1: It says uh, homeless shelters in D.C. are filling up with asylum seekers from Texas and Arizona. Mayor Bowser says, I fear they're being tricked into nationwide bus trips when their final destinations are supposed to be places all over the United States of America. I.e., Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I.E. Westchester, New York.
1: Yes, exactly. But here, here she is. uh,
3: Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up. Um, and groups are getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of Texas and, and Arizona are sending here, full of migrants. How significant is this
0: influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Uh, we have
1: for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks, um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into Nationwide um, bus right. trips when their right. final destinations are places all over the United they States. They
2: were of tricked America. into coming to this country in the first place. <laughs> they are they are foreign nationals. They have committed crimes coming here. Tricked. They're being they're, they're being tricked to send being sent to some uh, some cities that there are no room for them. They should not be dispersed along the interior of the United States.
1: You know what's crazy? It's like those videos that you see where people go up and they're like, "Hey, we're signing this petition to allow unfettered asylum seekers into the country and they're all out there with their signs and they're like, okay, and now we we are looking to house 10 to 15 of these people. Can you take one, please?" And they're all like, "Oh no, I would I would if I had the room, but I don't have the room. Like they don't want to have them in their house with them." But
2: yeah, they <laughs> Yeah, these are limousine liberals, not not in my backyard liberals. Yeah, I'll tell you, you drive through a place like Rye, New York. You go you go for a stroll down Purchase Street, New York on a on a Thursday evening around 830 in the summer. And you look at all the ladies and their daughters and and their uh, beast of burden husbands sitting, sitting there on their sidewalk cafe tables, having their coffee and their wine and their champagne with their legs crossed and shaking a foot all that stuff enjoying the night they will vote democrat until their 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 heads fall off until of course until of course their their peaceful night on purchase street is ever disturbed by the fallout from their voting as long as everybody stays in portchester or something like that then they're fine with being a, a mindless democrat uh, for the rest of their lives it, it, as long as it doesn't destroy or disturb their routines Then, of course, they have to pivot, but they also have to make an effort to keep blaming the other side. This is why the insanity, you never get a leg up with them. They're insane.
1: Yeah. And, you know, she the the fact that she's so she can't say she doesn't want them there. So she's in such a pickle because she's trying to say, like, this is becoming an issue for us. We can't really handle all of this without saying that she doesn't want them.
2: Yeah, so she says. She says that they've been tricked. Well, the whole thing is a trick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's
2: just that she wants them to feel tricked in a a, a nice little red hamlet in uh it, it, somewhere in, in you know they, they turn a red place purple or blue, you know. Let, let's 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 uh, you know before they feel so everybody else over there feels tricked, so that the people who don't want them in the first place can get a little bit upset and protest. Then we can call them racist, <laughs> you know. But if you send them to a blue city. That is already uh, violent and broke and, uh, and 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 overpopulated. Then it's just all oh, the homeless shelters. And I feel that they've been tri- well, they've been tricked out of what a, a, a nice a nice rural life and a picket fence. They've been they've been rooked out of that opportunity. They shouldn't be here.
1: You can't say which, it any more plainly,
2: which is another reason why I understand it's a nice little troll job by texas to send them to someplace like dc but it's not like you know this is these are not farm animals you can send them to dc but they're going to leave they can go anywhere they want why would you on a border actually as part of trolling the federal government send thousands of people into the interior to, to send a statement Well, what do you so send, they can't them send them back he can't they can't
1: send them back to mexico that's the thing
2: They're a border state. They can do whatever the hell they want. Well, they should be
1: doing whatever the hell they want. And that's what everyone's pushing on on Abbott, especially now is like, stop this. Take it into your own hands. Declare an invasion the way that that he did, I believe. And then use your National Guard to
2: fight off the enemy. Absolutely. That's what they have to do. And they have to ignore the federal government on this. They have no authority.
1: It's 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 ridiculous what's going on in these southern states. There are there are officials crying at the microphone saying, God, please help us. It's never been this bad. Never, never been this bad before. And they come every day more and more and more and more. What are we supposed to do with all these people? This administration sucks.
2: It's not an administration.
1: I know. I know. What do you think? What do you what do they do? They're obviously this is obviously their plan. You can't argue that this is not a plan.
2: Yeah, of course it is. So somebody
1: has planned to allow an invasion on our southern border.
2: Well, yeah, it's ongoing for decades. I mean, this has been ongoing since the 1960s with with certain times of, you know, it ebbs and flows, depending on what superficial changes have are, are being done with federal policy on border patrol and all that stuff. But this is this is part of it since the you have to go back to the 1960s to really see. To really see when this started, and that was when the dilution of citizenship and uh, and of course the culture here at home was it was irre- irreversible. Mm-hmm. As I said, the migrant crisis that was created in the Eastern Hemisphere that is a lot more detrimental to uh, Europe because you're talking about a flood of Muslims into a once liberal, mostly Catholic, Christian. Uh, Uh, you know, society, yeah, Uh, yeah, civilization. Over here, the only thing that we're going to have left, if we have anything to build on, is the fact that most of the people coming up from Central and South America are Christian. uh, Other than that, the the days of venerating the same national heroes and singing the same songs and waving the same flags, those are mostly gone forever. Gone forever. It's never coming back. And because they've been doing this for years. And while we had our little stupid debates about, what's right, and what's American, and blah, 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 blah. They were just f- pushing tens of millions of people across the border. So and They
1: took the culture. There is no more not, culture. There's no assimilation.
2: Right. There's nothing left. So that's why all you have is doubling down on and in, in investing in local culture. You have to start just thinking as a, a town, a village, a city here and there, a county. You have to just make your home what you want it to be. And hopefully, down the line, there's some kind of assimilation. As you can see, uh, Hispanics are not going along as as smoothly mm-hmm. with uh, with this this deconstructionist, atheistic, um, globalist view viewpoint of the world. They're not going along as smoothly. They're not. Well, they're it. just
1: breakfast tacos. So what do they know?
2: I know, <laughs> but still. <laughs>
1: Um, Real quick before we end, it's like everybody's smoking a joint. Speaking about local, Adams admits that New York City reeks of pot. He did this.
2: You need something to to make the time go by out there.
1: I'll put it in the show notes. Thanks a lot for uh, joining us today. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Rainy Val and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and RadioInfluence.com. We'll be back on Wednesday.
2: Later.
0: Hey everybody, it's Ashley Jarocchi and Stephanie Marchese, and we host Live Bold and Boss Up. We are business owners, mommies, and alumni NFL cheerleaders here to discuss our experiences share challenges and successes. So whether you're a business professional on the way up in your career, a recent college grad, or maybe you're content where you are, but you feel you can do better or do more then listen up. We're having meaningful conversations with decision makers in the workplace, such as CEOs, entrepreneurs, and much more. Get ready to boss up. Make sure to check us out and subscribe to Live Bold and Boss Up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, the iHeartRadio app, and RadioInfluence.com.